Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in. Good Thursday morning to you, December 15th. 2022 we start out your day in the capital city at 25 degrees go up a few uh few degrees from here up to 30 but oh man that wind today whoo 30 mile an hour ish sustained winds throughout much of the day going to make it feel not all that pleasant uh feels like 12 right now in the capital city glad to have you with us got a good show for you today on a thursday it's ticket thursday and today on the line at 710 we have got a car pass to the magical lights of seward now ladies and gentlemen it's the biggest lights display in the state of nebraska and it is uh just a short drive here from Lincoln. So if you're looking for maybe this weekend, we're going to go look at lights this weekend with my family and you want to add a little trip out to Seward as part of the drive and uh, see this amazing display, you can win a ticket, uh, a pair of tickets, well, I guess a car of tickets to that today on the ticket line Thursday at 710. Uh, I have got a current events quiz put together for us today. So if you've been paying attention to the news this week, you've got a good shot at winning that past the magical light of sewer listen to our listen for our cue to call at 710 today uh, also on the show today uh, we will talk to robin ashleman dave albers the grow lincoln team uh, about new businesses restaurants retail and beyond and uh, then we're gonna have greg sharp joining us at 8 35 he broke uh, a bunch of news from trev alberts on his show two nights ago so we'll get into uh, some of that the continued transition into the matt rule era at the university of nebraska and nebraska basketball getting ready to get back going again after finals are done at the university so that's what we've got on the uh, on the menu today for the show uh, it was a day yesterday in Lincoln, at least, uh, it struck me this way, of concurrent beginnings and endings yesterday. Now, the beginnings are w- ones that we've talked about pretty extensively on this show all over the news yesterday. The South Beltway opening up officially with a ceremony yesterday morning. And yes, you can now drive the South Beltway. I've not had a chance to do it yet. I've heard of some others that did uh so it is there one thing i have heard about it um just anecdotally and reading some of the reports of it is still not quite where you want it to be in terms of signage some people are saying and in fact uh, channel 8 had a story that you've got some truckers who are getting a little bit confused about this whole thing where highway 2 and 120th street connect um, you, because of evidently the signing situ- signage situation and just the newness of it all, um, you've got uh, truckers who have passed the turnoff, and then they realize, oh goodness, I've got to get back on this to get on the new South Beltway here. And uh, you've got homeowners in the area who are helping truckers get turned around and get back going, and it's a combination of signage and 
you know, Google Maps, not really knowing that this is a thing yet, or Apple Maps or Waze or whatever that you use. And uh, so it's taking, there's a little bit of an adjustment period, guys, for this thing to work smoothly as we expected it to. But nonetheless, uh, it is now open to traverse. Uh, It'll be fully open with all the exchanges in fall 2024. So you still have about, oh, a year and a half, year and three quarters of construction that's going to go on this until the final product is there. And that mainly means where you can get on and off of it, that you've got all those exits and entries that are open on it. But nonetheless, you've got it open. And I, I just thought it was it was kind of an interesting contrast that you start one thing Did and you then down it at all? No, I didn't. I, I haven't. Jeremy I haven't says he made three trips down the bypass. Yesterday. Oh yeah, well, if you went he on said the it was glorious. Was it? All right. Uh, added that people are driving pretty slow though. Take, probably taking a look around at everything is his guess. Yeah, I, I maybe I'll do it here at some. I'm, I'm like, I am very curious about mm-hmm. sort of the experience and uh, just to get my my bearings in terms of where uh how it could be helpful using using it within driving in the city so i'll probably do that here at at some point um but uh yeah we'll see we'll see but everybody kind of getting used to it it sounds like it and hopefully that'll smooth out here in the uh in the following days and uh, again will be especially interesting to hear from those of you who are on the old highway to now called the nebraska parkway in terms of what the impact is in terms of the flow of traffic, the amount of trucks that are there and those sorts of things. Uh, But it was an interesting contrast yesterday because I also saw pictures, and this was tough. This was tough for me personally, and maybe some of you felt this way, uh, but they began tearing down the old grandmother's restaurant on 70th and A Street. And I think for a lot of people, especially people who are like me, who grew up, Spent a lot of time in East Lincoln. Of course, I went to high school right across the street from from grandmother's. Like I knew it wasn't coming back. They closed their doors in in 2016, and they they built the uh, you know then the the Tanners went in there for a while. Then they had that Sparta like board gaming club bar restaurant. That only lasted thing. about three months. It didn't last a long time. Uh, it's since lied fallow uh, since then and. Uh, they are now going to make way for some different development there, and that building isn't, you know, what they need for that. And so I haven't driven by it. You know what? I actually did drive by it today, and I didn't even notice it. Um, I should have looked while I was driving to work today. Uh, but I I did see the pictures yesterday of the demolition of that thing, and it was, it, I'm going to be honest, it was a little heartbreaking. It was a little heartbreaking. That was, uh, for me, that was a huge go-to um tons of memories there i had my my took my first ever homecoming date there wow yeah back in back in the early 90s took my first ever homecoming date there because it was it was nice because i wasn't even old enough i was a ninth grader when i went to my first home game homecoming and uh couldn't drive yet then and so we needed uh, somebody who someplace our parents could just drop us off and we'd be real close to the high school so we could just go over there and go to the dance afterwards so had that that was the place I, we went out to dinner with my uh, my folks a whole lot that's where we told told my folks we were having a second child during a dinner there um it was a it was a go to before games at seacrest uh, always, it was always packed there for for those sorts of things. They had karaoke nights there. 
that were really big on on Wednesday nights, and um, my kids ate about a million of those. Uh, the kids' meals came with these things called dirt cups, which were just like chocolate pudding with crumbled up Oreos <laughs> yeah. and gummy worms on them, and it looked disgusting. Uh, they were, they were disgusting. They, but the kids, I mean, it was their favorite. So my kids had a lot of those. It was it was like a real go to for my family, and I think a lot of people who who lived in that area. And so that was that was a little rough. We got we got to talking on social media, and I said, I think that might be the one restaurant. If I could bring a restaurant in Lincoln back from the dead, that would probably be the one that it would be. Now, I did get some pushback from P.O. Paris people and said, no, it's got to be P.O. Paris. And I think that's a fair argument, too. Um, I could those those would probably be, be one two in some fashion, uh, but just in terms of the quantity of time that I spent in in one place, that was it. So that's a little that's a little tough to see, but it's you know it's kind of a sunrise sunset thing uh, yesterday here in the capital city. Yeah, that so. area is going to become uh, more parking for the uh, newly merged orthopedic group that uh, merged yes. earlier this year. Yep. So and they're they're expanding their practice. I believe they're putting in an MRI center. Uh, are they you know that that takes that yeah lincoln orthopedic nebraska orthopedic are, have been yeah working on on that process and so it's not as though it's um, just uh you know it's going to be no useful for no. for that part of town. oh somebody else said the restaurant that uh on social media the restaurant that they would bring back to lincoln that's gone is doozies and i think that's also a good that would also be one that i would bring back from the dead as well Grisantis. so there's three of them grisantis grisantis would be a good basically, one basically if they were in any way part of the classic munch madness yeah that's right i forgot i forgot in 2020 for those when nobody could go out for those who followed uh follow munch madness our last like niche sort of uh munch madness when we used to do very specific topics that was my first munch madness it was your first one we did uh classic munch madness restaurants that were no longer around and we got so we did it and we picked the the bracket in like february of 2020 and there were some people who were like Guys, this is a really this is a really dumb idea, you know, because one of the things we like about this is we can go to the places and you're not helping current local businesses with this. And we we're like, I know, we just wanted to try, you know, try something new. We thought this would be fun. Ended up being a and little then, prophetic. And then two weeks later, everything shuts down. <laughs> everything shuts down and you couldn't go to any of the restaurants anyway. And it uh and it turned out to be actually perfect for that time. But yeah. nonetheless, nonetheless. So, um are you saying you may have caused the pandemic? I'm not I think it was I think it was already churning. It was by definitely the time. emotional already. I think oh, it was already right. China <laughs> China was already uh dealing with it there at that yeah. point. Yeah, we so already, I don't think that's possible. By that time, we had those uh, folks off that cruise ship already in uh, Omaha. That's right. That would have been. Ab- I we we keep talking about this. Um, that uh, well, it would be two years ago, almost exactly, maybe even to the day. We went to the the zoo lights for the first time. I think it was the first year that they did the zoo lights, maybe or the second, and we we brought our whole family there. And my son that night got so sick at those zoo lights. He almost. We were waiting to get on the train, and he almost passed out there and it was the like he was so sick that night and we still 
half believe now it maybe wouldn't make sense for the timeline but there's a part of us that still thinks maybe he had one of the early cases there was of COVID, a lot of people COVID that were really then. sick right at the end yeah. of 2019 right so by anyway. the way rick stein recognition text line chris nolatha says his in-laws were regulars at grandmothers oh man ryan says free nachos with a pitcher of margaritas 100 percent bar they called them bar nachos and they were different than the ones he ordered for the menu and they had these little green chilies on them you could either get a pitcher of margaritas or beer or beer and it came free with those that was an amazing an amazing deal i ate so many of those bar nachos they were so good oh you're hammering bar nachos and you're getting upset at it putting in a cup <laughs> those man i'll okay. tell you what the okay. way that, which, which one of these ended up actually they were very simple it was just you. chips cheese and like green chilies i don't know what it was probably and then, hatch green chilies yeah and then the other the other thing that was weird about that place is their uh their, they had like a coat room and there was a restroom in the middle of the whole restaurant but to get to it it was weird because they divided it half and half half was the bar that had like bar seating and then half was like a dining room and there were there were two sides of it but to get the bathroom was in the middle of them and if you were in kind of the back of the restaurant you basically had to walk through a portion of the kitchen <laughs> to get to the bathroom and so it was always really I, maybe you weren't supposed to but i always found myself walking through the kitchen where they were making my food on my way to using the restroom there so anyway hey by the way can you guys add some fries while i'm here <laughs> yeah actually what, what do you hey got? that looks good that's a little uh not quite not quite as done as i'd like it <laughs> maybe throw that back on the flat top for a little bit so anyway yes that was a that was a nostalgic i don't think i i'm glad i didn't look at it while i was driving by today i think it would make me too sad so anyway uh good thing we come to work in the dark yeah that's true that's true Mark, which, what which, else? Which, which, by the way, starting uh, early next week, the days start, start to get getting longer. longer. Dr. Ken Dewey pointed that out. Yeah. The uh, the glass half full look at the uh, <laughs> at the weather situation and the uh, I guess the calendar situation, which will happen, Mark, on just some absolutely ridiculously yeah, yeah. bitter cold days. Yeah. This is not the forecast is not looking any better for the days immediately no. before christmas no it gets like it's getting worse and worse the, i mean we are trending toward barely being above zero at all on the 22nd or 23rd uh as is the forecast right now uh there there was a thought from dr dewey that there's a good chance we're gonna get some snow that's in there as well so yeah well, it'll be cold enough to snow we're now down to at least two days with single digit highs yeah yeah, like uh, I said, a week yeah, from today and tomorrow, it may not may not even be getting out of the uh, out of the below zero temperatures if that bumps down just a little bit from where it is. But uh, like I said, today still those very cloudy skies. Um, you know, slightly it's just slightly below normal temperatures, but that wind is probably going to make it really. You know what? Too we are. Uh, <laughs> oh man, this is going to be interesting. Uh, so you, everybody knows by now, we got a dog uh, this year in 2022, <laughs> and our uh, my in laws who live in Iowa, my my sister in law and brother in law, who very we're very close with, we go on vacations with them and stuff, and they heard about a dog. They were always thinking about it, and so they went to the same uh, breeder where we we got our dog, and they got one of the half brothers of our dog. Oh, keeping so it in the family. They're going on a pre Christmas trip uh on saturday and they're dropping off uh our dog's half brother so we are going two dogs for the week of uh the week before christmas wow yeah pray for me our grand dog miley went home yesterday oh how did that go fine 
good. Um, how much did you have to walk, Miley? Miley's getting very elderly. Ah, she, she doesn't walk very far and doesn't walk very well. That's the time I'm excited for. Literally the one dog owner in the world who's like, age this dog. Yes, please. age it. I want this dog to be, yes, very sedentary. Everyone else is like, how do I keep my dog a puppy forever? And you're like, how do Listen, I keep my dog 13 years old I'll tell old you what, forever? cuteness is overrated. <laughs> In dogs, <laughs> in terms of the thing, the values I've got for dogs is uh, a, a sedentary lifestyle. Number one, right? Preferably, he's uh, going to share a plate of nachos with. Doesn't you. eat crap in my house or put it in his mouth or carry shoes and socks all over the place. Too cuteness is down at about number seven or eight for me. I would say in my <laughs> my dog importance it, rankings. It'll be interesting to see how Reggie reacts now with a guest. I know. I have no idea what to expect. I have no this is gonna be yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. So if you'd fence your yard, I'd bring my dog over to bully him a little bit. <laughs> Thank you. Uh yeah. She's an Aussie mix, so she's gonna try to herd everyone. Okay. Yeah, and also she's kind of a boy. well, and and you guys have a husky too, right? So yeah. they they love that cold weather. I'm sure like, they do. They and can they, tolerate probably way you know way colder. He'll than He'll just go most lay out on dogs. the porch, and we're like, dude, it is 12 degrees. Yeah, come inside, and he'll be like, <laughs> all right, you hang out out here. Yeah, uh, Mark. Anything else that I need <laughs> to hit here, news wise? No, here, pretty quiet. Actually. Besides my sunrise sunset. Uh, uh, no, pretty quiet overnight. Uh, Talked to duty command. They said that's eh, just too cold. <laughs> to hey, people there you be go. out and and messing up. So uh, <laughs> out but, and messing up. But oh. the uh, only thing, of course, Beltway open. Uh, SCC raising tuition rates uh, a little bit this coming school year. So okay. we'll that six. All right. That's what we got going on today. Uh, Caleb has got a check of sports. Volleyball Final Four gets underway today in Omaha. Have you picked a team yet? I assume it's not Texas, but just uh, if you've picked a team yet, good luck to them. I think I'm going to be a San Diego guy. Go Toreros for the uh, Volleyball Final Four. All right, 626. We'll take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. Hey, real quick before we get started with the Sound Off. We are less than 24 hours away from another Request Line Friday. We'll do that tomorrow, so do our combination of uh, the music and talk radio. That There's you didn't some good know you requests needed. already in. Good requests already in. Uh, our our topic, we're going to keep it holiday-based this week. Uh, we'll probably do that next week, too, but a l- little specificity within the genre of holiday music. We would like to uh, hear from you what that song is that you feel is kind of the most quintessential song that tracks back to the prime years of experience and enjoying Christmas and the holidays as a child. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what that is for different people. I theorized yesterday that I think that usually happens maybe around eight years old, maybe, but it's whatever whatever it is for you. But normally, I think, for me at least, there are I can think of certain uh, t- tapes and, and records that my parents had that they would play that time of year when I was about that age. And, like, right away I can hear, and it takes me back just to 
that time of of being a kid during Christmas. So I'm curious what that is for other people, uh, or if you just want to go go back to something that was kind of of the era when you were a kid right. during Christmas. That's fine too. If it's not, maybe My, mine's going back to a uh, a movie that I was just like, this movie's got to be yeah. on, and I got to watch it. Yeah. Uh, so so whatever that is for you, you said we're already getting a pretty good yeah. pretty good list of these. I hope people I hope people there's a little nuance to that topic. So hopefully people they, will they are different it. songs than what we heard last week. That's cool. Well, I mean, yes, we were the songs you love to hate, and and I think what we'll probably do for the uh, the final Friday before Christmas is kind of just go back to the the Christmas songs you love to love, like your just your maybe just open Christmas song requests mm-hmm. uh, for these for are the ones you got to hear yep. going into Christmas. Just something weekend. something you want to hear, something you want to pass along. So we'll probably do that a week from Friday, but this week it is that Christmas song that takes you back to your childhood so we're gonna have fun with that one a lot of music tomorrow uh, and as i will always say for request line friday if you're thinking about request a song if you think you might request a song go ahead and do it don't think about it for 24 hours <laughs> get in early go ahead and do it because uh, otherwise you kind of get put at the back of the list and you're you're just not quite going to get we try and give everybody the attention we try and get every song played or your money back but uh, sometimes it's a little bit better mm-hmm. to go earlier because you just get a little bit more attention and focus. You never know how full time. that Blitzen's going to be at the end. <laughs> Blitzen, yeah, that's ex- <laughs> uh, that's exactly right. All right, let's jump in to the sound off today. Uh, all right, what are we starting? Oh no, they uh, raised the. They did. They went ahead. They raised the uh, the interest rates yesterday, half a point, mm. and right away when they did it. I don't know, for those of you who watch the stock market closely, not sure if you noticed that, but things were going pretty good. They're chugging along. They're chugging along. Jerome Powell and the Fed get together. They make their announcement, and then right after that. We saw the market up 200 points, and then as Jerome Powell starts speaking, this decision comes out that was largely anticipated, and we go into the red there, um, closing about 142 points lower today. So this is what investors heard. Modest growth next year. They heard more hikes will be needed. They heard unemployment has to get to 4.6%, so people are going to lose their jobs. They heard inflation is declining at a slower rate than projected. It's at 7.1% right now. A lot of people not celebrating that. And they also heard that the uh, Russian war on Ukraine is adding some pressure to inflation, and we're not sure how long that's going to last. Yeah, so there you go. So this this got the all good uh, things. <laughs> Just a Sorry, beacon of positivity I mean, happening. I, I, listen, I saw I saw some other reports that inflation was slowing down. Don't forget the gas prices, albeit mainly outside of Lincoln, but the gas prices seem to be going down. We don't know how long this is going to go. Said, we don't, don't know how long that's going to go. We had this story yesterday about how they were like two seventy five, two seventy in Norfolk. I drove by the gas station on the way to work today. You know what it was. Three twenty-eight. I spent a hundred bucks on my full tank the other day. I know. You can't it's, tell me it's going down. That's a that's a big tank. Uh, All right, you yeah. also have like a forty-gallon. I was going to say. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> the Fed didn't surprise. Uh, they didn't do anything surprising here. So they raised the benchmark interest rate, highest level in 15 years. You know what was happening 15 years ago? Yeah, uh, yeah the, uh, the the banks were having a great time. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I was paying four bucks a gallon to go visit a girlfriend is what was happening 15 Uh, years ago. So I took it to a targeted range between 4.25 and 4.5. 
percent. That's four straight three quarter hikes, the most aggressive policy move since the early 1980s. Remember what's happened in the early 1980s? No, I don't. Carter era. Oh, yeah, yeah in, inflation going on yeah. uh, as well. So, um, and 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 by the way, the indication from the Fed is that they'll continue to keep rates higher through next year. Probably no reductions until 2024 on this and um so anyway there you go they're they're still they're still trying to stomp out that inflation situation but what the impact on the economy is will be will be very interesting yes the highest the fed funds rate has been since december 2007 at this point uh all right so all right other news what do we have what else do we have going on uh more there's more uh, sort of momentum now in the federal government about curbing the use of the TikTok app. And it, it was having to do in a lot of states just with government employees and, and not the ability to have that on the phone. They're talking about that at the federal level, but there may be more extensive legislation coming at the federal level going beyond government employees. There is broad agreement among security officials and political leaders here that TikTok is a potential security problem. There is less agreement on the extent of the threat and the urgency of dealing with it. Those who want an immediate ban of Chinese-owned TikTok say it is a real and present danger to the United States because it collects so much information on so many American users and that information could be passed on to the Chinese government. And they claim the app has been used to try to interfere in U.S. elections. Several states across the country have already banned state employees from using TikTok on their work devices. So one of the things that I've noticed, I don't I don't have TikTok, I don't use it, um, but... I, I'm familiar with what it is. Um, I've noticed that Instagram, I've noticed that even Twitter, to some degree now, does the thing where if you pull up a video, right, on, for instance, Twitter, it does the thing where you can just, instead of scrolling Twitter, you can just flip to the next video, mm-hmm. to another video. Yeah. And it starts, obviously, is developing some kind of an algorithm for the videos that you want to see. Mm-hmm. Instagram has this page, too. And again, I usually just use Instagram to post a picture of my kids or my dog once every three months. <laughs> but when I'm when I've been on the app, I've noticed it's the same thing where it's just all of these random videos, yeah. which I think reels. is the main way that re- reels, which is sorry, which is the main way people use TikTok now yeah. too, right? Just boop, they say they get like I was I was talking to my son and he basically said it's crazy just how well they the algorithm gives you content that you are interested in and you tend to like. Well, right now, if I were to scroll TikTok, it's going to be World Cup, nerd stuff, and cooking. Okay. Like that's 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 what it's going to be. And and a lot of that is because I was actively searching out World Cup stuff and mm-hmm. I've been looking at a lot of cooking stuff over the holidays. And it's going to be superheroes and books and and nerd things kind of just 24-7 anyway. So the algorithm is really, really good. But again, and I said this before regarding TikTok and it's collecting data and it might go back to the Chinese government. Are other countries trying to get rid of Facebook because it might collect data and it might get back to the United States government? Like, And and because it, it was detrimental to elections? It's all the same thing here. 
But yeah. it's just because it's the Chinese government. Well, yeah, I, I feel like we probably rightfully so have a little bit of a deeper skepticism about what they may be doing with our personal information. I have a, I have a skepticism of any government getting a hold of that information. Well, or any private. And it, it, I think, yeah, I don't I mean, I don't know that there's a huge concern that. You know, using Meta as getting your your information to the United States government, I feel pretty, despite all the general cynicism about social media, I'm less concerned about the government having access to that, as is in the case with TikTok. But to your point, um, it's private entity. I mean, Facebook, Facebook Meta is making a business. I mean, you are their product. Mm-hmm. Your information is their product. Yeah. And and really same thing your information on on Twitter and your content on Twitter is their product more than anything. So anyway. Don't agree don't agree to the the user terms then. Well yeah, yeah yes, but you can't write your own. <laughs> Which people sometimes Well, I mean think. YouTube has the same thing too. Yeah. YouTube Shorts. So, right. I mean the, the algorithm yeah, there just seems, on on every It on looks every like aspect. there's a lot of places a lot of social media sites that are trying to I mean this is kind of what social media does now is that they all there's one trend that gets popular in social media um and and everybody sort of tries to do their own version of it um and and i think we've seen that in a lot of cases i mean the snapchat over stores. the last like, like snapchat stores? yes yeah. snapchat like, yeah same thing same exactly same like thing Instagram where they brought, stories yeah too. facebook brought up stories and that's a no and that's at the top of my page and the, i want facebook from like 2011 back that's what I want. Well, give me 2011 stories, Facebook. YouTube shorts, TikTok reels. All of that is because of something that failed, which was Vine. Which, yeah, right. Where people wanted to just go get really quick, entertaining things. Yes, that's true. And be able to spread it on social media. That's true. Uh, all right. What else do we have going on here this morning? Um, so this is a, this is a it's been a, it has been a really rough news cycle. Um, in terms of of deaths of kind of public figures and well known yeah, people, yeah, and, and uh, last week it was for those who are sports fans, um, perhaps you heard about the death of the U.S. soccer journalist Grant Wall mm-hmm. uh, while he was in Qatar. And right after it happened, there was a lot of speculation, including from his own brother, that perhaps there was some foul play going on because he had been doing some reporting that might not have cast the World Cup and the Qatari government in the greatest. Light. He also had been detained for wearing a rainbow shirt to mm-hmm. one of the matches. And so there were a lot of people, including his brother, like I said, saying maybe something's going on here. His family has now completely changed course on that. And they're saying this actually just it was a, a very unfortunate, tragic uh, health issue. The family of American soccer journalist Grant Wall announced that there was nothing suspicious about his death last week while covering the World Cup in Qatar. Wall's wife, Dr. Celine Gounder, said that her husband died from the rupture of a slowly growing, undetected aortic aneurysm. She said the chest pressure he experienced shortly before his death may have represented the initial symptoms, and no amount of CPR or shocks would have saved him. Peter Schwartz, Fox News. All right. So some clarification uh, on that. So they basically said, okay, that was our initial concern, but we don't feel like that's the case uh, anymore. Um, this is an interesting story. So you got um, the trend that has uh, been happening in a lot of big cities is people are uh, people are moving on from the big cities 
and uh, looking for somebody a little, someplace a little bit smaller to live, and the numbers have kind of borne that out, especially over the last year or two. An analysis by real estate company Redfin finds that almost a quarter of U.S. home buyers in metro areas sought to leave their city in the three months ending in October, fleeing San Francisco, L.A., New York, D.C., Boston, Chicago, Detroit, Denver, Seattle, and Philadelphia making the top ten. Home buyers moving to less expensive and safer cities like Sacramento, Las Vegas. San Diego, Phoenix, and Dallas, five cities in Florida, Miami, Tampa, Cape Coral, Northport, Sarasota, and Orlando, making the top 10 that people are moving to. The numbers up from roughly 18% in 2019 before the remote work era that gave many Americans more flexibility to relocate. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Okay, well, that's not really big city to small town, necessarily. I mean, uh, it's not like... Uh uh, it's not like Dallas is this little bedroom community there. Miami. <laughs> Miami, right? I'm I'm ready for a slower pace of life, okay? It's too much here in San Francisco. It's time to relocate to South Beach. <laughs> I thought they were going to be the, the story was going to go more to like, folks leaving the city and going more more of the suburbs. Yeah, that's more of the smaller communities. Yeah. And, and slightly think, less big cities that are apparently l- slightly less Crime and slightly less cost right. of living. Like uh, a little bit more wide open on the neighborhoods, uh, yeah. slower streets, but you're still close enough to do everything, which is, you know. <laughs> you know what you're the other one he had in that list? Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, what they're, des- what they're, what we're describing then would be like the people that go to live in Hickman and Waverly and. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I expected. That, yeah. I mean, and th- those are the places that we're those looking for a house for, for several reasons. Omaha's moving to Gretna. Yeah, the house prices are, are a little bit cheaper. There are different loans that yep. you're available for because you're technically outside of what those city limits that right. metro would be. Yeah, <laughs> kids, we're moving to the country. Where, Dad? Miami. <laughs> Open space as far as you can see. You said Miami, and everyone who knows it, like the Nebraska Miami football stuff, they're like, that doesn't sound like a like like a place that would fit that description. Uh, this is an odd story. And it probably doesn't have any much applicability in your life, other than it's a good rule not to do. But apparently in Japan, they've got a very odd problem now that they've opened things back up and, and things are pretty much normalized when it comes to nightlife after COVID. They're trying desperately to get people, and I kid you not, to stop just going to sleep in the middle of the streets. At Christmas, you have to know when to call it a night, but you also have to know where to call it a night. Tokyo police have started a campaign reminding people not to lie down and sleep in car lanes. So far, 13 people have died there this way. The return of nightlife after COVID-19 is contributing, so here's a message being displayed in 60,000 taxis until New Year's Eve. It's not just a Tokyo problem. 7,000 people in Okinawa Prefecture were found asleep in the road in 2020, some of whom had taken their clothes off, believing they'd actually made it home. Jonathan Savage, Fox hey, News. Uh, Dude, how much, of, how much do you have to drink I've, to get to the point where I go, I'm stripping and laying down here in the middle of the road because I think I made it home? The amount of questions I've got what? after that story are nearly well, infinite. 
there's how is this a, an, enough of an issue that they have to have like public service announcements about it? Also, why do the public service announcements sound like by they're like this is in Tokyo, right? Why do they sound like a mariachi band? It sounded a little bit more <laughs> Guadalajara than it did uh, Tokyo. What, what is going on there? <laughs> and it's not just like sleeping outdoors in public. It's literally you didn't just sit down it, on a bench at the bus stop. It's not a sidewalk, right? Yeah, it's not like a. You have to that. actively get into the middle of the road. <laughs> Ah, this is bizarre. That's why you got to just go out with the boys. Very. Make sure the boys get you home. <laughs> you you two clearly haven't been on O Street recently. Uh, uh, close to close to yeah. you and Al. Right? Maybe uh, maybe it's an issue here. I had no idea. I mean, this story this isn't a story to me. This is just Thursday night, you know, <laughs> after after being out. All right, McMaster. All right, last but not least, uh, oh, we'll do a little entertainment here. Uh, who's fired up? Josh Groban as the Beast. See this? They're doing the they're recreating Beauty and the Beast for TV, uh, and they're bringing back some interesting cast decisions do to do this. It's coming up. Beauty and the Beast at 30th Celebration stars Grammy-winning artist Her as the Beauty and Josh Groban as the Beast. The adaptation features new live-action performances. The supporting players include Martin Short as Scandalabra Lumiere, Shania Twain as Mrs. Potts, and David Allen Greer as Cogsworth. The acclaimed R&B singer will lead audiences through the world of Belle with never-before-seen musical performances celebrating and paying homage to the beloved tale. The two-hour reimagining of the classic story was taped in front of a live audience at Disney Studios. It'll air at 8 Eastern on ABC and on Disney Plus the next day. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Again, I got about 100 questions after that one. So number one, this is not one of those live ones that they've done with a whole bunch of musicals and shows. They taped this thing. So it's live-ish. Josh Groban is a beast. just doesn't work for me. Dude doesn't seem scary and mean enough. Mm -mm. He seems a little like amazing singer, but a little nerdy, maybe. So that doesn't fit. And then we're we're subbing in Angela Lansbury's character. We're putting in Shania Twain for Angela Lansbury. Those two should not be able to play the same role for anything. I'm saying, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And is Martin Short just going to do the character from uh, Father of the Bride? I, I feel like that's probably what's coming out of this. Martin Short's going to play Martin uh, Short. The cag, you know, the cag over there. <laughs> that was my impersonation. That was close enough. All right, so 656. Take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on Lincoln's News and Talk 1499 KLIN. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, it is... Time to talk dogs and pets. Yeah. And uh, Matt Metchar from the Capital Humane Society joins us every Thursday to tell us a little bit about the uh, pets that are available right now. We encourage you to think about adopting. Uh, hey, Matt, how's it going today? Good. How about yourself? Good. Good. Uh, all right. Let's get going. Tell us about the pets that you're featuring this week. So, first, we got Allie, and she's approximately five months old. She's a Belgian Malinois mix, a bait female, black and brown in color. And she right now weighs about 20 pounds, but. When she's all said and done, she'll probably end up in the 40, 50 pound range, but came and lost and nobody came looking for her, but she's looking for uh, an active home. If you're familiar with Malinois, they're definitely a higher energy dog, but also very, very smart. So plenty of daily exercise walks and uh, she'll take to obedience training really quickly. All right. And what else do you have? Then we got Doja Cat. (laughs) Doja Cat is uh, approximately five months old. She's a domestic short hair, brown, black, tabby, spade female. Her and her siblings, they were surrendered to us 
situation where it was an unexpected litter of kittens, and so uh, they were turned over to us to find them homes. But very playful kitten, likes to play, but also will definitely uh, snuggle up on your lap uh, for the evening. All right. How can people make adoptions? So come out to the Pylock Pet Adoption Center out at 70th and, I guess, Nebraska Parkway now. <laughs> yep. Um, we're open 1130 to 7 today and tomorrow, and then 12 to 5 Saturday and Sunday. All right. Let's get those pets adopted. Thanks so much, Matt. We appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Have a good one. There you go, Matt Matcharo, Capital Humane Society. It's 7 o'clock on KLIM Lincoln. Your time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Yeah, so if you didn't know, in, in Sewer, they put together a drive through Christmas light show. It's a set to music they bring tons of carloads people through there every year and uh we're giving you a a car pass to this thing i think it would cost you over 20 bucks normally to uh to get this thing yeah starting at 20 dollars. so this is uh this is a pretty good prize here sounds like a lot of fun as well i may have to go check this out with my own family but i'll have to buy tickets maybe unlike you in order to win tickets you got to pass my current events quiz i put together a whole bunch of questions on local news national news politics sports entertainment technology whatever it might be if you're paying attention this week should be a breeze for you uh but you got to play with some strategy here's the strategy uh you have 60 seconds we'll put the time on the clock uh, answer as quickly as you can. You can pass if you want to, although there's no harm in guessing. You do have a timeout. This is your key. Use it wisely. Uh, you can get help from uh, the people in the studio today. We only have. We also not only have Caleb Henry and Mark Vale, uh, but Mac 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 Matt McMaster is here getting trained on the board, and so uh, he might be able to offer some help as well on this, although if it's anything like generation collaboration, probably be worthless. Uh, all right. So with that all said, it is time to play the game, and Charlie was caller four, so he gets first shot at this today. Good morning, Charlie. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. Have you had your coffee this morning? I've had two cups already. That's a good sign. You're ahead of me, which is impressive. Very good. All right, Charlie. you. You know how to do this. Don't forget that timeout. Don't forget that timeout. Stop the clock at some point. Take a little break. Get some help on a question. If you get six, you win our tickets. All right, Caleb, put the time on the clock. All right. Starting in three, three, two, one. We found out last week that the public school superintendents of what two Nebraska school districts are resigning. Uh, Oh, no. Uh, Omaha and (laughs) Lincoln. No, it's not. It's not Lincoln. Uh, all right. The, the the new richest person in the world is the chairman of a luxury goods company from what country? Uh, time out. Time out. All right. Let's see. A, uh, the new richest person in the world is the chairman of a luxury goods company from what country? Oh, I saw this. Past Elon Musk. What country? Um. I think I it's don't know. France. It just seems to me it, 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 luxury goods. I think it's France. Do you want to go with France, Charlie? Yeah, I'll go with it. All right. Go with it. You got, that's one. You got that correct. All right. And a uh, real quick reminder, Charlie, uh, language. Yeah. All right. 
There you go. All right, let's keep things going here. Let's keep things going here. Uh, in three, two, one. The South Beltway opened this week. Within five, how many new bridges does the project include? Six. No. Netflix announced this week that a documentary released by What Married Couple had that genre's best ever opening week. Uh. Harry and Correct, too. This, UN, this week, UNL announced football season tickets for 2023. We'd get a price reduction within 50 bucks. What is the new price for seven home games? $100. No. What decorated movie director is behind the new expected blockbuster Avatar movie, which comes out this weekend? Uh, pass. All right. The building that housed what Lincoln restaurant, which closed its doors in 2016, was torn down this week? Grandmother. Yes, three. This week, oh, you're out of time, Charlie. Nice try. Nice try. All right. Nice try, Charlie. That's Char- the sun kissed, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, no. that's the sun kissed commercial. Nice try, Charlie. Yeah. Sun- tuna? Oh, okay. Yes, that's not sun kissed. Sun kissed no, is the orange soda. You're, you're right. It's the, it's the, never mind. <laughs> All right. Back to the phones. Connie's going to take a shot at this. We'll see, see if she can get six. Good morning, Connie. How are you doing? Good morning. All right. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to answer any of them. But. All right. Well, you can get some uh, help on one of them. Maybe we'll get a little bit easier here. Uh, let's put the time on the clock in three, two. Hang on a minute here. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm walking in the door. Okay. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> All right. You good? Second. Okay. No. I'm standing outside the door. Hang on. Okay. No problem. Talk amongst yourselves while we wait for her to get in the door. Yeah, hang on a minute here. Okay, sure. Let whenever. Me, let me get live. Hang no. on a minute. Yep, whenever. No problem. Go ahead. Good? Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Time on the clock. Three, two, one. All right. Uh, go. This, re- this week, British actor Henry Cable announced he would not come back to play what comic book superhero in future franchise sequels? Uh... Uh, oh my gosh! Um, Big comic book superhero. You've heard of him. Comic book superhero. Uh, pass. Okay. It was announced this week in Nebraska volleyball. What Nebraska volleyball player and second team All American honors? Uh, uh, Thirty seconds. <laughs> pass. All right. No, you're doing good. Uh, Tom Brady, Madonna, Gwyneth Paltrow, and other celebs were among those being sued in a class action suit for their role endorsing. What type of platform? Uh, they were being sued? Yes. The the, NFTs. Yeah, all right, fair enough. That. Close enough. One, what Food Network star made waves on social media last week for pouring Runza's chili on a cinnamon roll while in Lincoln? Oh, oh you're out of time. Thanks for trying, Connie. This Caleb, this that is, might be an all timer. This is this is going well today. That that might be an all timer. <laughs> this is going well today. All right, let's get back. Uh, which one's first? Matt. Matt's first. All right, number three. All right, Matt. Let's see if you can do this. Don't forget to use that timeout. All right, you ready to go? Uh, yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> you don't forget to use that timeout. It might help. Okay, uh, put the time on the clock. Three. Two, one. All right, go. The daughter of what University of Nebraska head coach committed to be a multi-sport athlete at UNL this week? Oh, oh, um, Amy Williams. Yes, one. It was announced this week that what Omaha landmark will appear on a series of U.S. Postal Service stamps in 2023? Um, Path. 
What celebrity this week recounted the details of a garage fire that caused severe burns, burns to his face, chest, and hands? Oh, Pat. <laughs> Which two teams will face off in the World Cup Championship of Soccer this weekend? 30 seconds. Um, uh, dang it. I can't get him in my head. Pat. Okay, that's fine. Nebraska will be receiving a $41 million settlement for overprescribing opioids from who? Name one of the uh, defendants. Pass. All right. Well, we found out last week that the public school superintendents of what two Nebraska seconds. school districts are resigning? Uh, All right. The new, the new richest person in the world is the chairman of a luxury goods company from what country? Pass. <laughs> I think we might have been doomed from the beginning today. I think. Charlie might have cursed us. All right, 402-479-1400. I don't know all of these, but they, I, know, they, I know enough of these. Are they that hard? No. No, they're no. not. Okay. No, no they're not. All right. I'm going to... Nobody was close. I'm going to knock it down to five, okay? You got to get five right today. We're struggling for a variety of reasons. <laughs> use your timeout. No, the last two contestants didn't use their timeout. I'm knocking it down to five because we want to give these away. We're going to wait tickets. Plan for the magical lights of Seward Pass. This is a biggest light show in Nebraska. Uh, so get your car into it for free. All right, Eric's going to try this here. All right, uh, Eric, you ready to give it a try? Yep. We're All, right, ready. All right, put the time on the clock. This and three, two, one. The South Beltway opened this week. Within five, how many new bridges does the project include? Seven. No. Netflix announced this week the documentary released by what married couple had the genre's best ever opening week? Megan and Harry. Yes, correct. This week, UNL announced football tickets, season tickets for 2023. We get a price reduction. Within 50 bucks, what's the new price for the seven home games? 300. Correct. What decorated movie director is behind the new expected blockbuster Avatar movie that comes out this weekend? Time. All right, good timeout usage. What decorated movie director is behind the new expected blockbuster Avatar movie, which comes out this weekend? Matt McMaster stepping up to the mic. I believe it's James Cameron. James Cameron. Uh, do you want to go with it? You want to go, Eric? All right, he says he'll take it. Smart choice. Smart choice. It is James Cameron. All right, that is three. Since we reduced the amount because of the struggles of various types of our listeners today, <laughs> we will, uh, yeah, we will uh, get this back going again. All right, put time on the clock in three, two, one. The building that housed what Lincoln restaurant, which closed its doors in 2016, is in the process of being torn. Yes, four. This British actor Harry Cavill announced he would not come back to play what comic book superhero in future franchise sequels. Yeah. It was announced this week to what Nebraska volleyball player and second team All-American honors? Ah. What Food Network star made waves on social media last week for pouring runs of chili on a cinnamon roll? Ten seconds. Oh, my God. He was at the lead, lead center path. I don't know. Uh, the what celebrity this week recounted the details of garage fire that caused severe burns to his face, chest, Jay and hands? Leno. Yes, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> there was panic happening in the studio. <laughs> thank goodness. Eric, you just got wow. it. Uh Hang tight. We are going to get your information. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. All right. Uh, that, that that was painful. Yeah, that uh, was. Was it that bad? No, it wasn't. But Let's it, go through this, guys. Uh, I, I even know something you don't think I'll, I'll know. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
We found out last week that public school superintendents of what two Nebraska school districts are resigning. He got one. Omaha. And then... Bennington, I believe. Nope, not Bennington. Grand Island. Grand Island. Okay. Grand Island. Uh, the new richest person in the world is the chairman of a luxury goods company from what country? France. We got that one right. South Beltway opened this week. Within five, how many new bridges does the project include? I think it's like 26. You would be right with that answer. It's 21. Okay. okay. 21. Most people were way low on that. Uh, Megan and Harry was the Netflix uh, one. Uh, you, this week, UNL announced football tickets, season tickets 320. for 23. Okay. Three, 320 is correct. Yeah. That's the exact number. He was close enough on that. James Cameron we got. Grandmothers we got. Nobody could get this. I thought this was easy. This week, British actor Harry Here Henry I can- come to save the day. That's Superman. No, that's Mighty okay, Mouse. That's Mighty Mouse. <laughs> close enough. Yes, yeah, Superman. It's a bird. Uh, it's a plane. What Nebraska volleyball player and second team All-American honors? Lexi. Nobody, Lexi nobody Rodriguez. got that. Wow. I actually changed this question to make it easier. Here's my original question. Tom Brady, Madonna, Gwyneth Paltrow, and other celebs are among those being sued in a class action suit for their role endorsing what cryptocurrency platform? FTX. FTX. Correct. Okay, well, you guys got it. <laughs> what Food Network star made waves on social media for pouring chili on a cinnamon roll? Alton Brown. Yeah, Alton Brown. Daughter of what uh, university head coach committed to be a multi-sport athlete at UNL this week? Amy Williams' daughter. Correct. Correct. It was announced. Okay, here it was a hard one. It was announced this week that what Omaha landmark will appear in a series of U.S. Postal Service. Oh, the John Kerry Bridge. Uh, It's the Bob Kerry Bridge. I don't think they named it after John Kerry. Uh, That would have been weird. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been. Bob Kerry Bridge. (laughs) Uh, Jay Leno was the one uh, who got burned up working in his garage. That was a scary story. Which two teams will face off in the World Cup Championship? Argentina, All France. Right. Correct. And then Nebraska will receive a $41 million settlement for over-prescribing prescription opioids CBS from whom? and Walgreens. There it is. There it is. All right. Uh, all right. Thank you, Eric. That was something. I'm going to take two more Excedrin. i got to be honest. I'm glad that segment's over. <laughs> <laughs> that was an adventure from beginning to end, wasn't it? Morning drive. Morning drive. <laughs> yes, good call. Well, well, first sports and news, and then a lot of other things, and then, then morning, morning drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be ten. <laughs> All right, seven twenty-five. Tell All right, it's time to get it going. Let's get it started right away with number five, the eleven-mile four-lane freeway in the southern part of the capital city, affectionately known as the Lincoln South Beltway, officially known as the new area of Highway Two, is now open. You can get access to it from Highway 77 for 68th Street or on the east side front uh, 120th and Highway 2. Uh, good weather, great financing, of the $352 million project to be finished uh, two years ahead of schedule or what was originally uh, planned and is the largest project ever for the Nebraska Department of Transportation. That's crazy. Largest project ever for the Nebraska DOT. Wow. Uh, did you you didn't get a chance to drive it yesterday? Did you, Mark? No. Okay. So none of us have driven it. Caleb, you got some people on the text line saying they tried it. What was the general consensus it, from the text line? That it was. I believe the Jeremy's exact words were glorious. But he also said a lot of people were driving slow. Uh, the thought process on that might be people just wanted to look around. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's, it's a very different road from what people are used to. The one thing that I did hear from some people is the signage is still not where it probably needs to be to keep drivers fully informed. How many bridges? About some twenty-one. Twenty-one bridges. Twenty-one bridges. Uh, but the signage isn't quite where it needs to be. In fact, I saw Channel Eight had a story that 
one of the people who lives in the area said that they had a bunch of truckers who had come to them because they missed the turn and then essentially didn't know where... and then had to turn a truck oh, around no. which was not super easy so yeah be that, aware that just doesn't make a lot of sense i mean i understand the sign's been wrong but you can still take the old highway through the town i don't know that's what uh, i mean you know, I, I, I yeah i know i that's what the story said but, chris lofgren in here chris yes hi hi i had the opportunity to drive it Yo, you did? Okay, did. tell us about your experience. Yeah, it was fantastic. I got on at Saltillo Highway 77 interchange and took it all the way to the east, 120th. A couple of intersections aren't done or interchanges aren't done, but uh, by and large, it moves very well. Posted at 70 miles an hour. Okay. 120th and Highway 2, that is a little funky <laughs> getting yes. over to that connection. That, so you mean uh, getting... that? That's the area that people said getting on that they were... The, that's where the trucks were having yeah. problems. If you remember... You would have gotten off there, right? You get off at 120th, but there is a lot of different options <laughs> as you go. If you want to continue south on highway on uh, 120th, then you can do that. Or if you, for some reason, want to turn around and get back on Highway 2 to go back east, right. you can do that. Or you can get on the bypass. But they're all fairly close together, and one's not so close together. So then it, that's, I think, where the issue of well, where do I get on the bypass kind of a thing. So you just have to take it slow. Just watch the signs. You can get directed to the, the proper road that you want to get on. But I think they could add a few more signs to okay. give you confidence that you're going in the right so direction. So from 77 to 120th Street, how many opportunities are there to get? Uh, is there only uh, those exchanges only, only, plus one more? Only 68th. 68th, 70th. 68th, 70th. And then, and then you run into that being closed yes. from Saltillo to Old Old Cheney, I think. Yeah. They're still doing by, the paving work there. on that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. it goes that far, but you can't get through it regardless. You can't get through. You so go around you the roundabout. Back into Lincoln, you've got to get on what? Get on Saltillo and get to 84th yeah. or yep. get to 56th. Yep. On Saltillo. Saltillo. So you end up back on Saltillo anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <It's all over. laughs> yeah it is. Which, is. which is my goal is to be on that street as rarely in the rest of my life yeah. as possible. The real convenience is to go from 120th to Highway 77 without anything in the way. Okay. No traffic signals, no nothing. Yeah. I think I did see the first traffic stop on the bypass, too. Oh, really? Yeah, a young girl got stopped by the sheriff. Oh, <laughs> no. Was she yeah. speeding on the first day? I don't know if she what she was doing. You want to test that baby out. She oh, was on the other side, so I didn't... Pulled someone over? <laughs> I feel like, I mean, unless you're being wildly dangerous, yeah. you should be pretty lenient on I had to one. chuckle just a little bit. I go, well, you oh, could be gosh. the first one. How about that? Uh, you get a plaque for your ticket, right? Yeah. S- signed by the mayor and the governor. Yeah, there you go. First person stops. Uh, thank you, Chris. I, you pre- I appreciate that insight. Absolutely. First person account of what it I'm, looks uh, like. Can I'm you wondering. Tell we're excited about this. For, for the people that are driving this and go over there, because I'm not going to put it into my GPS, how quickly do the does the GPS update with it? Though? That was the other thing, is they said part of the reason the truckers were having problems is, be, is because it's not showing up yet on I think it'll be faster than you think. Uh, I, Waze, I remember, Waze will be much faster than Waze. Yeah. Some of the some of the others that, as I travel and, and come across new things, the one thing that I thought was interesting, I, the same feeling I had when I 
And you guys aren't even old enough to remember when they started 435 around Kansas City. Yeah, I, I mean, I know what it is, but yeah. yeah. I've driven on that a number of times. Yeah, but back when it was first put together, you felt like you were going out to nowhere. You ended up, especially on the west side of Kansas City, you were nothing but farm fields and all that kind of stuff. That's all filled in now with Overland Park and, yeah. and Cabela's and all right. that kind of stuff. Well, this feels much the same way. You're and, out in the middle of the country. Hey, 435 and, now feels good if I can keep it over 30 miles an hour the whole time. That's true. <laughs> and probably in the same way, in 10 or 15 years, it's going to feel completely different. It's, it's going to fill in. development's going to really quickly. Yep. All right. Thank you very much, Chris Lofkin. Time saver traffic with First Person Account there. Number four. Oh, well, one thing gets open, new construction, one uh, being torn down. This one in East Lincoln, 70th and A, Grandmother's. Is now I can't, demolished. I can't. I can't look at it. Do they? I don't know if they got it fully done or not. But I know it was mostly started. down, uh, according to the pictures. I I, saw. I can't look at it. I don't think I'm going to be able to put my eyes on that until it's fully gone, and I don't want to see the partial teardown of all my memories there. Uh, uh, I, I didn't realize well, this, but Channel Eight reported the restaurant actually founded by a former senator, Bob Kerry, yeah. Dean Rasmussen. Yep, uh, Bob Kerry, and same with the gym over there. That was in that that same area. They were both of the initial investors and in doing that. I just too many memories for me. And um, if, if you kind of, especially if you grew up in that part of town, um, you, that was a that was a staple for me. My had my first ever homecoming date there. wasn't even old enough to drive, so parents dropped us off there to go eat there, and we walk over to the school across the street. Um, I, we had, I mentioned this earlier. We uh, had I went there with my folks uh, a lot. We let them know that uh, we were um, having a second child there over a dinner. Um, the uh, and then I just always got to think back to the bar nachos that you got free with a pitcher of beer or margaritas. <laughs> it's amazing. That place was great. It's just it's too bad. It's too bad. But it sounds like they got pretty impacted by the financial crisis. I remember them. The ownership also talking about that arena tax too, and that was something that uh, that they they said impacted them as well. So uh, sad to see it go, but it is in the it's it's definitely in the Hall of Fame of places I wish I could somehow bring back, along with PO fairs and doozies in Lincoln, Nebraska. So anyway, I'm going to avoid driving by it though until they have it totally down. I don't think I can stand to look at it that bad. It's yeah. That bad. Oh. It's that rough. It's just, it's just, it's crazy. I've driven by that thing a bazillion times. I've been in it so many times, mm-hmm. and just like seeing it half wrecked or, or three quarters wrecked is going to be, I don't know. I just don't need to see that. Number three. Biden administration reopening the partnership with the Postal Service to mail free at home COVID 19 uh, tests. Revival of the one of the most popular and widely used pandemic programs comes as the administration prepares for another potential winter surge all right that's i mean we bought one i bought one we had run out of our free ones bought one nobody had it but it was just out of an abundance of caution and and took them and forgot those things are still expensive (laughs) to go get it and i had to go two places i mean i think I don't know what the supply is like around town but i had one place that they didn't have them at all so well then i saw a bunch of them got recalled oh did they jeez yeah well, I I probably better sign up for some, I'm probably sign up for some more free ones. We, then. Just we, good we still have. have all our free you ones. We still have it. Yeah, we somehow we were busy enough testing that we went through all of our free ones. Nobody ever ended up having it, but nonetheless, we, we used all ours up when we had it. Yeah, 
Hey, I'm getting good at it now. I know how to actually. <laughs> I don't have to read the instructions anymore to actually do this. Moving on. Number two. Twitter did suspend an account that used uh, publicly available flight data to track Elon Musk's private jet. Despite a pledge back in November by the platform uh, to keep it up because of his free speech principles. Uh, the widely followed tweets from at Elon Jet no longer viewable. Oh, well. well. I mean, it was publicly available. You can still get I know, I know there are people who are getting really fired up because it, it they think, you know, there's some sort of hypocrisy they believe that there's with this. And there, frankly, there probably is. It's just, it, it, it's inconsistent. But again, my top concern continues to be with this. Maybe this is a, a shallow way to look at it. It's not like the high-level free speech stuff as much as, please don't ruin this platform that's worked so well for so long. Mm -hmm. And he keeps... And by ruin, I just mean... Listen, if I've got to block people who are who are terrible on there, so be it. I'll do that. But I've got to get rid of... You know, if they're not doing the content moderation, whatever, I can, I can deal with that personally. But if it becomes nearly just a pain in the user, it completely changes the character of the whole thing. That's the thing that I'm concerned about more than anything. There's so, so much more spam close. on there. Yeah. There's so many more it's sponsored just clickbaity. ads that are clickbaity. How, every, yeah, it feels like now, like every four tweets, you're getting something like, check out these 25 pictures that were taken at the exact right time. And then it'll always be some like sort of provocative picture of uh you know of usually of a woman mm-hmm. um those sorts of things that's popped up a ton more on there gotta compete with zuckerberg zuckerbucks because they're yes. doing the same thing i guess i don't know just quit hey, hey, you- just quit running this thing like uh like on a whim on everything just like changing all of these things that are working whatever if you if the, if you got this big ideology about the whole thing fine Right, work that out. You know, do those sorts of things. But why do we also have to do just the most, the other ridiculous things with it that ruin the user experience, even beyond quote free speech, which you can critique how much that's actually happening. It's only partially about the user experience. Yeah, it's mostly about the money. I guess, but I, that doesn't seem like. Do you see? He sold a bunch of his Tesla stock. Mm-hmm. He sold a ton of his Tesla stock, which probably means he needs cash. At this point, you you know when they consider him the second richest man in the world, they're considering his assets mm-hmm. like all that stock that he's got in those companies. So anyway, don't ruin my favorite website, please. Thank you. <laughs> Number one. Well, unfortunately, it's a Nebraska less volleyball final four starts tonight in Omaha. Yeah, make tickets uh, for opposing fans a lot more affordable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the crowds probably won't be down there. You know, it's it's interesting, Mark. About two months ago, my my daughter was saying, "Dad, buy tickets to the Final Four in case Nebraska gets there. Buy tickets to the Final Four. And being the uh, apparently terrible dad that I am, I didn't. Um, <laughs> and I was vindicated for that. <laughs> um, well, you still get the twenty dollar down payment for them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't even buy them, but. I don't know. So we obviously you can't cheer for Texas, okay? Well, I, and, I, and, and this is the first Final Four ever since it started in 1982. No Big Ten team, no Pac-12 team. It's crazy. Um, or Big yeah. Ten, Big so, Ten and Pac-12. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I mean, even though Texas has the former Nebraska players, I don't think I can get myself to pull for Texas. Um, Louisville, Danny Buscombe, I can pull for I'm Louisville. I'm in on Louisville. I pull for Louisville. I think that's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah, and then uh, San Diego. I mean, who doesn't like San Diego? It's not like you can look at the Toreros and be like, yeah, I can't stand that team. Nobody feels that way. No. No one in the world feels that way. So San Diego's a great play. they got a former Miller North player on on them. And Nebraska then uh, connections, who yeah. haven't I mentioned yet? Which team haven't Pitt. I mentioned? Oh, and Pitt. Pitt plays Louisville. Aggressive no feelings on Pitt. <laughs> Like, so do not care about you being there. Give me a if, if a if it's a Louisville Texas final, that might be fun to watch. Actually, mm-hmm. that might be pretty fun to watch. So maybe I'll get into it. If that I think happens. it'd get a lot more viewers than a San Diego either of the other teams. My daughter has become she has become like and she's turned into a little mini me when she watches sports. She's like she'll come up to me. She goes, Dad, the one thing I'm glad is that Wisconsin isn't in. <laughs> like, good, geez, good. Geez. Well, so, so she's, she's gr- got some venom. She is growing up at a time, and she got into sports at a time when Nebraska has this current losing streak to, like, just can't get past Wisconsin. But now all the stuff with Texas over the last few years. She's got some vitriol for Wisconsin (laughs) that I did not realize. But, uh, you know, I get it. If we can't win it, at least they didn't. Yes. (laughs) All right, it's 7.55. We'll take a break. That's it for your morning drive, and that is brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 24 degrees in the capital city on KLIN. Coming up, we've got the Lincoln team. Uh, Greg Sharp's going to join us as well during the 8 o'clock hour. One more reminder, tomorrow is request line Friday. Get your requests in. The genre tomorrow, Christmas music, but something a little bit more specific, or holiday music. Uh, the, 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 the song, the quintessential Song that reminds you of the best times of your your childhood with the holidays. What would that be? What's the arrow? What's the song? We would love to hear that from you tomorrow. Text it in now to the Rickstown Recognition Text Line. It's 8 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back, Helen K. Today with Jack and Friends on a Thursday morning, eight o'clock hour, December fifteenth, twenty twenty-two. Uh, we got Greg Sharp coming up in twenty-five minutes, but first, it is time for uh, our Thursday morning tradition of talking to Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, the Grow Lincoln team, and uh, find out what they know about the uh, the re- business, retail, restaurant world. What's happening in the capital city? Good morning, Robin. How are you doing today? Hi there. How are you guys? Good. And Dave, good morning. Good Welcome. morning, gentlemen. Welcome in. Uh, all right. We've already talked about this one a couple of times, what we're going to start out, but worth mentioning again, just because it feels like it is uh, kind of a, a long time Lincoln staple that was already gone, but now it's going to be physically gone with right. the teardown of Grandmother's Restaurant, the building that housed Grandmother's, and then... It was a Tanner's, and it was a board game bar and restaurant that lasted a few months, but it's really grandmother's. Um, and, and Dave, I guess, uh, first of all, why why are they tearing it down now, and what do we know about what's happening there exactly? Well, it, it had been acquired a, a while ago, and I... By the neighbor. I, by the neighbor, and uh, uh, we understand that they were kind of looking at maybe doing some remodel work and or a, a new facility, and it just is so expensive to do that these days that I believe they just decided to 
take it down and make it a parking lot for a while and probably reassess what to do in the future. Okay. And, and they already have a facility, so they can. it's probably easier to expand their other facility and use this as parking. They, okay. Yeah, they decided to to maintain the two facilities that they had they had a physical therapist so this is the the there. orthopedic the orthopedic Correct, yeah. yeah they had Correct. a therapist in there that moved out and that gave them more room to do what they want to do the the cost to try to retrofit grandmother's <clears throat> restaurant with codes being you know never ending codes that you have to comply with and the medical needs changing you know the standard of medical care they just couldn't make numbers work for that okay so. uh you know between that and they put out i don't know when it was in the last week or two they put out they took down the old valentino sign on 70th and yeah. they put up the brian health sign <laughs> yeah Oh God, this is hard. You know, you could love. <laughs> There's out. somebody who obviously gets emotionally attached <laughs> to nostalgic restaurants. What's happening over that like I half think- mile stretch of 70th Street is really hurting me. I think a lot of people are that way. Yeah, because you have so many fond memories oh, of those locations. Those two, probably those two restaurants, right. as much as any two restaurants. Just because I was, you know, grew up in that area, um, man. This doesn't make that, me feel those- good. Because you and I were talking before we just got on, and I said I always would get a French dip there, and you said so would my mother. And now you know you put me in the same age category as your mother. I think you're relatively somewhat shut up, somewhat close to that. Well, how many grandparents dated there, right. got engaged there, took the kids there? I had my first to- my first baptism. ever homecoming. I went to a date there. Uh, yeah, and yeah, man. Now that I think about it. Between losing that, between losing the Valentinos at 70 Van Dorn, and then losing a few years ago the Amigos up here on right. on 56th and O Street, that robbed like 80% of my childhood restaurant memories right right there. Those three things. But now so. when you think about it, it's probably Grata. That's where this generation is having those memories. Maybe. Is across Grata? The, 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 I don't know. the other side of I'll bet, Street. I'll bet it's the Amigos. Honest uh, Abe's, uh, Muchachos. I don't know where they're where yeah. they're going but anyway i yeah all right and momos yeah things change their things memories change, are being made up momos pizza right? all right uh, i have sympathy for you jack thank you i appreciate that i appreciate that all right let's move on though uh what do we have something new on uh um o street heading into downtown lincoln 2365 o street so this would be on the south side and it's not sitting right on the sidewalk you sort of have to look down the side of the building to view it Emma Bakes Bakery is open, um, and they do a really specialized sort of bakery-type products. Coconut, raisin, pandan pastry, Mm. fresh egg tarts, custard buns, red bean, taro bun, garlic bread. And one one reviewer said it was sort of a combination Asian-French-Korean, and that the buns are very, very soft and moist. (laughs) Well, that's what you want. Just the way to start your morning. Somebody clip that. Uh, all right, moving on. Hey, good Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving. That's interesting. I'd like to. I've not, I don't. I don't think I've ever had an, a fresh egg tart. I don't. I don't even know what that would be. Sounds fresh. Egg I'd like tart. to try it though. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dave. Uh, closed. What's closing here down well, near the a, uh, southwest? Completely a closing. Uh, it's a wheelie good bike shop, and they're at. Uh, 5633 South 16th. It's kind of, most people would think of it as the 14th and Old Cheney area. 
they're becoming a appointment and pickup and delivery based business there instead of just your regular retail retailer. Okay, so like you would bring your car into the car shop, you go well, in and you bring just your bike into the bike shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're making an appointment. Uh, all right, uh, Uniplace retail news, Robin. Um, you might remember up in University Place, up on North 48th Street, there used to be a um, store called Gaga's Greenery. That closed down about six months ago, over the summer. Um, Nebraska Westland is the owner of the building, and there's an ordinance from them and a nonprofit called Blixit Locally Grown Storefront Theater Group. That is before the city council to amend the comprehensive plan to allow a 30 person theater into the building. Huh. A, th- a capacity of 30 people? Yeah. Oh, so I don't. Very small. Not, theater. not movie. You know, this would right. be. Right. No, yes. Drama. Per- performing arts right. theater. Right. So. Um, and then that's something that Nebraska Wesleyan might use then. Okay. All right. Gaga's Greenery was there for a long, long time. time. Like, I, here's how I know this. This is gonna okay. As long as I one of my family, hopefully, my extended family. What I remember is my 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 aunt, uh, who was my dad's younger sister. Um, she got she got married. She must have been mid eighties. She got married that they were around, and I I remember being at my my grandma and grandpa's house. They were talking about the wedding, and and she was saying we got our 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 you know, our flowers done by Gaga's. And, and I just remember my grandma said, well, that sounds, that sounds like a baby store. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. And that was before okay. Lady Gaga, way before Lady Gaga, all those things. I just, I has a weird memory that I've got from my childhood. As my grandma said, it sounds like a baby store. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, it's di- it, well, it's been there so long. I don't think any of us questioned how it got the name just because it had been no, there yeah. for such right. a long time. I, I, that's a, that, that's a, that's a good point. I, I don't know. And Lady Gaga was named after a Queen song, the Radio Gaga, Radio Gugu, and they right. might have they may have predated that too. Um, but anyway, so uh, they'll be and 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 again, worth noting we're talking about that part of town. Just tons of revitalization going on in that entire that entire area. I mean, you put a put a marker up at you know whatever the edge of east campus and then go to the north from there along uh along 48th and it's it's crazy well and we have talked about the the large multi-family building that's going up yes. there that has all the retail on it that really changed the landscape of did that you area. have you noticed lately they're redoing the one-story shopping center associated with that shop that development right there right by 48th street there was an older building that had been there for a long time and it still looked the same and there was that's you know back in the day there was a blockbuster there and it's been vacant for a long time but there's some other things like a chinese restaurant and and that and i noticed they're ripping off the facade and they had construction trucks all over the place on that building the other day okay so I think they're doing a beautification or an exterior remodel of the shopping center. Yeah, there's. It's just I I spent a lot of time in that area when when I was in law school. Uh, in law school, and it was just 
it was just a long ways away from what it is right now, which is a, a you know a really good thing. Uh, I think generally that that they've there's been that success there. But um, and then and then you actually go in and then you think specifically about the actual um, you know the unit place area too, and just with some some really good staples that are down there, um, and I think a like a business community and a neighborhood community that are really set on making that into. A, a sort of a modernized destination neighborhood and, and they've done a lot so. yeah we well, were we were with a client the other day at mojava coffee shop and that's a nice place to go have have a business meeting yeah mojava school yeah, yeah yeah absolutely same thing there too so all right moving on uh number five and dave uh what do you got we're going to again kind of southwest southeast southwest lincoln here yeah this is uh on the uh, northwest corner of 40th and Old Cheney, Jilly Socks and Such is relocated to two doors down. This is kind of an interesting story because uh, it started five years ago by a high school teacher, and uh, they employ uh, they have those employees and then students and retirees from Southeast High School. Now oh. they are featuring more gifts more home decorating and family clothing items. So it's in the same shopping center just just moved same down. Same shopping a little center bit just moved down. Over there. Okay, real quick funny story about them. I have a story about everything. Um so it's in, I didn't know the connection with Southeast but that just explains something. So back when my son played you might you might remember this too Dave. My son played high school baseball uh and and we were in a tournament. I don't remember if it was in the summer or the spring but Lincoln Southeast was hosting it, okay? Okay. And it was over at at Dan Hartog. And they, you know, with, with their own tournament, they did have their own announcers, the PA announcers and stuff. And to make some money with it, they had all of the foul balls for this entire tournament sponsored. And this Jilly Socks and Such right. sponsored all of their foul balls. Now, Dave, you're a baseball coach. You know how many foul balls there are in a high school baseball game. Yeah, there's quite a few. It was the best. I don't know how much they, they spent for that sponsorship. But of the 200 people who watch games that weekend, they will never forget that business in their life. <laughs> I remember, I need... remember, I remember, and I, and I in, thought, I, I thought that was, I think we were, if not, I just remember going, Jilly Socks, huh? I was, I wouldn't have thought of that. If you are ever willing to tar, if you are ever needing to target a small but distinct group of people in Lincoln, sponsor foul balls in a baseball tournament. Right, you will have because I heard it. <laughs> but by so the way, times. a group of people that go through socks like there's no tomorrow. Right, that's true. It probably makes sense. Baseball players and baseball families. So anyway, that's fun. Uh, all right, uh, retail at uh, Pioneers. Uh, Pioneers between 70th and 84th. What do we have, Robin? Yeah. Yeah, Nebraska Nursery and Color Gardens went on multiple listing last week. Um, and actually, one of the Girl Lincoln fans checked into this with the ownership and was told that they are consolidating their Coddington location out by Pioneer Park for logistical reasons. So, okay. Just I had heard that was happening too. One, I think you guys less, might have mentioned that one before. One less location. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that with the the area that they're on. That they had what remained of of the business out there. It used to have a lot more land there that turned into residential, um, and and it's been you know over the last twenty years, um, it's a it's been a big residential area, and they've had less land, and there's been commercial development in that area too. So, all right. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Medical at Seventieth and Yankee Hill. What do we got, Dave? Yeah, if you remember, we talked about Ziggy's Coffee a couple months ago, as you mentioned, 70th and Yankee Hill. 
Medical Elite Urgent Care is under construction now, and it's kind of, I would say, next to or to the east of uh, Ziggy's. So Coffee. that's 70th. By the roundabout, you know, there's a roundabout there. Oh, of course. This is a, So this is not 70th and Pine Lake. This is 70th and Yankee Hill, right? Yankee. Or is it seventieth and Pine? Uh, it's Pine Lake, right? It's Pine oh, Lake. is that Pine Lake? Yes, yes it's, it's Pine Lake. Seventieth. I know Pine because Lake. I drive by this right, all right, the time, right. and that's I've been, right. It's I know it's not seventieth and Yankee Hill. I'm quite familiar with that intersection. Yes. I have nope. a list. In it's there. the roundabout there, yeah. it, and they've got the signs on. They've got a now hiring sign out there. I drive by it all the time. Um, they've got that. It is interesting because you got that one opening up. You got this new one on O Street that they dropped in here. Right, that's open now. I've noticed they're open while I drive and, into and work. Got, they've got. Uh, you're, you're talking about the coffee thing. Yeah, the coffee yeah, the one seven on brew. O Street. Seven Brew Coffee. Yes. Yeah. And they've got two lines where they're. Uh, I noticed oh, really? that this morning as I was driving here. They've All I know is lines. they they're open at they're open at at five, so I can get coffee coming into work if I if I want to. So that's nice. Uh, all right, what's coming up on Girl Lincoln this week? When local restaurant entrepreneurs see ideas from a celebrity chef or on a reality TV show and try to incorporate them, we will talk to Corey Hart from Nebraska Prep Equipment, who helps design kitchens for chefs. Oh, cool. Um, and we'll also list off a bunch of recent restaurant opening announcements right. this that, Saturday at noon. That'll be very interesting, so check out the Girl Lincoln team at noon. In the meantime, if you want to contact them and ask them about the building going up in your neighborhood, you can do that Facebook or Twitter. Just search Grow Lincoln and... Uh, they uh, maybe will answer the question right here on our segment with them or on their show. <laughs> Excuse me, Rob and Dave, I'm all choked up. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> us today, and we'll talk to you again uh, next week. All right. Have a Thanks. great, have a great week. Top news stories, top Husker stories. You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does when he says, Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. All right, it's 836 LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. It's time to talk to the voice of the Big Red host of Sports Nightly, Greg Sharp. Greg, do you uh, how are we doing on the Christmas shopping? Ten days left. Got some work to do. This yeah. will be a big weekend. Critical weekend. <laughs> Critical weekend. <laughs> Key weekend. It's one we're going to look back after the Christmas season and say that's where it was made or broken right. with the weekend yeah. uh, of the uh, starting on the 16th. All right. Well, well. Uh, good luck on that. Uh, a lot I want to get to, football, basketball, and more. Uh, but I do I do want to start. You you broke some news on Tuesday night on your show with uh, with Trev Alberts in on a couple of things. Of course, we've got you know, the spring dates coming up, uh, spring game gate date is coming up on april 22nd but i want to talk about some of the the stadium things and ticket things that that he talked about um made the announcement that there's going to be a reduction of ticket prices uh for this year for season tickets um i I, i'm just kind of curious your your reaction to to that announcement i think it's a great i mean i think it makes all the sense in the world i've i've always wondered why if you're concerned about demand 
why that wouldn't be. It's just economics 101, why you didn't go for something like that. But I know they're kind of doing it as, as a ceremonial thing this year. But do you get a sense that this is something they're at least looking into for the future beyond this year? Yeah, I don't know about that. I think this at least centers around the 100-year celebration. Now, what, what it is moving forward, I don't know. Now, I think moving forward, what you're going to be having done, and this is going to start this offseason, is a reconfiguration of the stadium. Mm-hmm. He talked about the east balcony, how they're going to change out all those and go to cheerbacks on that east balcony, and that's going to reduce seating on that level by 500 tickets and 500 seats, and so they're having to move some people around that have been there maybe for years that have sat there on that east balcony, and I think they're looking at doing that at other places around the stadium as well, and so it's going to naturally reduce the capacity of the stadium. But I think for the ticket prices, at least right down the, the thought process, as a department, is just to do it for this one year to commemorate the the 100 year anniversary. Okay. Uh, is it you know you, it's a different world now than um, when when you and I were going to games when when we were younger. There's just better competition to the in game experience for a variety of reasons. Um, number one is more games are on TV than than there were when when we were going on games, and so you can actually you can see them. Uh, you can see every game uh, essentially where you you couldn't in the path in the past. Do you think it's sort of there's a little bit of attention there greg with saying okay i'm acknowledging that you know we have a different kind of competition than we did in the past for getting people to these games but also not wanting to say well our game day experiences is one that we've got to tweak or improve or change to be able to to compete how do you think nebraska kind of balances that out in the in the coming years well, they're not alone. Everybody in any sports level is trying to figure this thing out. And what you've really seen, and let's just go to the NFL, the new stadiums that have been opened up in the league in the last uh, five to ten years, I'm thinking primarily of the one in Los Angeles, but you could also have the one in Las Vegas. They're not as big. They're, they're going more suites. They're going more for the corporate angle and not quite as many seats for the general public because they're, they're worried about demand moving forward with people actually coming to the stadium and doing that type of thing. So Nebraska, I think, is with everybody else in the sports world trying to figure out how do we thread the needle of this, make it the right pricing uh, that is still enticing to get people to come through the turnstiles and and not just stay home in front of their 70-inch plasma TV and watch it there or, or go hang out at a pub in the neighborhood and, yeah. and, and have a good time with their, their friends. Right. Like, they're used to, I don't know what, what you think on this, but it, it, it seems to me that, you know, 10 years ago it was, there was more of a desire to have the, you know, the big gaudy number in terms of attendance, 90,000, yep. pushing over a, a 100,000. It seems like, I mean, because of what we talked about, but it seems like there's just not as much of a desire to hit those numbers just to hit those numbers anymore. Is that, is that, do you agree? Totally agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, there was kind of a stadium war about 10 years ago between Tennessee and Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State about who could have the most seats in their stadium. And then you see a year or so ago when, when Ohio State lost an early season game to Oregon, they came back the next week to play Tulsa, and they had 78,000 people in the stands, mm-hmm. a place that seats 105. Well, then it looks kind of odd to do that. So I think that's why you're almost seeing some downsizing. And with some of the cosmetic thoughts that are going through Nebraska's mind right now. I think you're going to see a, a stadium that may does maybe doesn't even seat eighty thousand in ten years yeah. because of some of the things they're 
they're they're thinking about and starting to work toward. And and uh, and I don't know, but I'm not even sure if and when the last time you actually attended a game in the stadium was. But I'll from as somebody who's done it a few times. I mean, and and the survey bear, really bore this out. It's just number one is just comfortability, space mm-hmm. for the seats. Uh, that I can't, I mean, that came through in the survey, and I can't emphasize that enough, too. That's like one of the first things I think about when I go to a game, especially in certain sections of the stadium. I think that was the number one overriding response yeah. that they got back was seat comfort moving forward. And to, to further the, the discussion about reducing seating capacity, Texas this year just opened the new basketball facility. So they left the drum. Remember the drum was built yes. in the 70s. And also yes. their, new, their new arena for basketball seats, 10,000. So they went from 16.5 to 10, but they added a bunch of suites uh, for their high-dollar people. But it's a way smaller arena for Longhorn basketball. Right. Do you? I I know you can't do it because of your job, but uh, like, you wish you had a chance to kind of experience the the atmosphere in the stadium. Sometimes, sometimes maybe you'll get a chance to do that. When's it? When have you have you done that in the past? Where? When was the last well, time? Well, Saturday. I love going to basketball games. Bas- I, can, you get know, a, I can be the fan. And there you go. I had a great time. I had a great time Saturday. What a fantastic game! And I just knew deep inside me. Huskers were going to win that game, and oh, maybe I'm just a cockeyed optimist that I thought that they were going to pull that thing out, but that was a wonderful experience, and anybody who was there, nobody left PBA Saturday upset. I think everybody left really prideful of the way the Huskers competed in that game. I left a little upset, but it was at the officiating. <laughs> right, I'm going right. to be honest, Greg. I was... I was not. I was. I had a little upset. But how nice was that environment for and, the new coaching staff and the recruits that were there? That I agree with, Caleb. Because Greg, I would say, and I'd be curious what you think. That's the first time that it's been for. I want to say four years since that that arena felt like that. Am I? Is that hyperbole? No. It's been a no, long I, time. Well, you had COVID in, in one of those years that yeah. just messed everything up. See that you take that, and absolutely the last the last two seasons have just been hard to stomach watching yeah. that team play. But this is a team, and I think I told you this a month or so ago, this is a group that everybody's going to really enjoy rooting for. Uh, yeah, now, that, they're going to yeah. lose some more games. But you can go and witness Saturday, and even if the score didn't turn out the right way, you walked out of there going, man, I'm proud of our team. They left it out there on the court. I'm really curious what – so it, it's been interesting because these last three match matchups Nebraska's had, they've faced teams with – uh, dominant bigs, like really good, three of the best bigs in the in the country. Um, I wonder what this strategy, how it sort of morphs, or if it stays the same when you take on teams that don't necessarily have that 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 Edie or that that Kalkbrenner. Um, in and we'll see a little bit of that coming up. But how do you think? How do you think this sort of style evolves into the Big Ten season when you're facing different teams? Well, that's a great question, and we're going to find out. And also now people are seeing what Fred's trying to do with this group, and so now people are going to start you know, planning for what they see from Nebraska, the two-man game between Sam and Derek, and, and trying to get Nebraska off their their page a little bit. But the, well, the one thing is you kind of go through, pretty much everybody in the Big Ten does have a big that you have to kind of deal with. So yeah. uh, the formula, I think, works pretty well. And the formula, is, and it's so unlike Fred Hoiberg, and that's let's hang our hat on defense and effort, and the offense will kind of take care of itself. He's always been an offense-first kind of coach, 
But to his credit, he has adapted, and he's adapted to what he has with this team. And, man, it's been fun to watch them play the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, I don't know if it's not a crazy thing, but the, one of the things that's really interesting to me is that I think previous teams you've had kind of a lot of, you have players that are different sizes and, and different positions, but they they didn't have nearly as well defined of roles as as this team does with their players. I mean, you take those top six, seven guys, and they've got as I mean, this is as defined of role that we've had for seven different players that I've I've ever seen on on a Nebraska basketball team. Um, it just it's still crazy, Greg, just to see the transformation in the style and mentality of this program over the course of one year. And they've all accepted their roles, and they all kind of understand what they're going to be, and it's still fairly early in the season, so that's a great sign of that. Jack, maybe you could help me. I I, I was listening and and reading some of the post-game comments, and uh, Matt Painter, Purdue's excellent, outstanding head coach, after the game said, yeah, they got a tough call in in, in overtime. We got a really tough call at the end of regulation. I, for the life of me, can't remember what tough call Purdue got at the end of regulation. I think what he was, I, th- I think, and, and I'm not 100% sure, but they were mad because when Edie was getting boxed out at the end of the game, Purdue was missed a, a shot or two, and they th- they thought Walker and or probably Gary were boxing him out, like facing him with their front to him instead of their back. And I think that was what they were, they were saying those were illegal box outs. I think that's what he was talking about, but... Um, but there were also, I mean, not to not to go all down ref bashing of the thing, but there were so many calls in that game. It felt like everything went the the other way in that game. I mean, the lack of travel calls, the foul on Greasel, the phantom foul on Greasel when he swatted a guy. It was it was all over the place. Um, and now and now, Greg, crazy thing after that is, I mean, they're the number one team in the country now after that. Yeah, right. You know, somebody said to me as I was walking out of PBA, they said, man, we need to change our slogan for an athletic department that, oh, so close. We yeah. play you close. That's what we do. And it did. It felt like some of those football games over the last two years where you walk out and go, well, we were right there, but it just didn't happen. Hey, I don't, I don't know how closely you've been following uh, Kansas State basketball this year, but I know they've got a, they've got a good record. I think only one loss this year. Um, uh, to the extent that you know about it, what kind of a challenge is Kansas State going to provide for Nebraska on well, Saturday night? This ought to be a fun – yeah, it should be a fun game. I'm going to drive down and go to that. I'm looking forward to heading to Kansas City. haven't been down in that power and light district for years, mm-hmm. and so a great chance to go down there and, and root on the Huskers in this game. But they play a, a little bit of a soft schedule. That they, I think they're 8-1, eight, 9-1, eight, one, one, something like that. Their losses to Butler, and they got beat up pretty good by them. But they've beaten LSU. They I think they won at Cal. But this is certainly a winnable game for Nebraska, and I think it's a big game too, Jack, because you've got two non-conference games left. If you can win them both, yeah. you would finish 8-3 and three in the non-league, and that would be really, really solid. Uh, for this team moving into then Big Ten play from there on. But let me shoot a little shot of warning to everybody. That Queens College game next Tuesday is no cakewalk. And I, you, you see the name and you kind of snicker, but they're like 9-1. and one, And I they won that. again last one over East Tennessee State. They're making a transition from Division Two to Division One. They were 29-1 and one a year ago. This is going to be a scary game, and there have not been a lot of tickets sold for that game. It's not part of the season ticket package. You have to go buy a separate ticket. It gets you into all three games that day. There's an NAIA game uh, with Concordia playing, I think, at noonish, and then a pretty good Mississippi State-Drake matchup before Nebraska plays Queens. And if you buy one ticket, you get into all three games. 
But you got to go to the PBA ticket office or go through Ticketmaster to get tickets for that game All next right. Tuesday. Good piece of advice there. I, I actually didn't know that. And then, and then, not to look ahead, but we can a little bit. Then you got <laughs> Iowa coming into Lincoln during the uh, during the break, so uh, a lot of the students won't be there. So the fans are going to have to bring some of their own juice there for that one. Uh, usually not hard when Iowa comes in, though. Monster game. Yeah. Now Nebraska's 0-2 in the league. That's yeah. a monster league game to try to get your first one under your belt and not go over too long into this thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, just just real quick on uh, on a couple of football things, on, on more on the field stuff than, than stadium. Um, we... Uh, we still. Where are we in terms of the staff being totally filled? When do we expect that we we will probably have a full staff that we can actually say, okay, we got the full roster on this thing? A little bit slow coming out. It turned into a bit of a trickle. I, I don't know that there's anything else pending this week. Okay. We're going to hear from Coach Rural next week. They're, I think, going to have a press conference on signing day, oh. which is next Wednesday. So okay. look for that. That'll be our first real crack to kind of get do a deep dive into what he's done in the first month on the job, but I'm not really hearing much. I think that there's some names that are pretty prominent that are going to take the linebacker or the quarterback coach or the wide receivers coach job, but nothing imminent for an announcement. But, uh, you know, they're working hard. It's been fun to follow his social media and see where he is. He's been spending some time the last couple of days in, in Pennsylvania, uh, kind of near his old stomping grounds of Temple where he was the head coach. But I know he was down in Texas earlier in the week. Yeah. So he's been crisscrossing the country. But I just don't know that we're going to hear anything more about the staff this week. Um, and, and then I'm just kind of curious your reaction to to the transfer, port, transfer portal news or lack of news that there's been since we last talked. Uh, that you know that you've had some guys. I think particularly guys that haven't been super surprising. You've had at least one guy say he was going to leave and then come back. I saw Dakota Crawford on social media changed his said new profile pick, put him back in a Nebraska uniform too. I don't know what that means exactly, but what do you kind of make of kind of the the churning about of the transfer portal and how it hasn't, you know, especially in the last week or two, resulted in mass losses from Nebraska? Interesting you bring that up because Jessica and I were talking about that very subject last night on Sports Nightly, that I think there were a lot of predictions, and I think rightfully so, that when you make a coaching change that you were going to have a mass exodus. That really has not Mm -hmm. happened. Now, some of that could still happen. You could go through spring practice, and you'll probably have a few that will exit the team after that April 22nd spring game because they maybe didn't like the way they came out of spring on the depth chart, or maybe they just don't get along with their new position coach. But I've been encouraged, and to get Jamari Butler back, I think we talked about this yeah, a week or two ago. I'm a you, huge fan of You Jamari. got your wish. You got your wish on that. I thought of you right when I saw that. <laughs> that was huge in my mind to bring him back, and and I'm still got I still have my fingers crossed, Jack, that Ernest Hausman maybe uh, does a reverse and comes uh, back into the program. Please don't well. go to I, Iowa, Greg. I can't do it if he uh, goes to Iowa. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I, I think he's a future All Conference linebacker. So uh, I'm, I'm still holding that hope that that happens. But Nebraska has been pretty active. They had three or four transfer portal guys on campus last weekend. They'll have a couple more come in this weekend, and I think what you'll see too is. Because the transfer portal window stays open till mid-January, I think after some teams and guys playing their bowl games, they're going to decide to opt out. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't yeah. you go ahead and take that fun bowl trip and then yeah. say, okay, yeah, now I want to jump ship. Yeah, 100%. And those those get started, by the way, tomorrow already. We will be in bowl season starting in the Bahamas More uh, bowls, tomorrow. right, Jack? More bowls. I like the bowls. I don't understand all the crabby people that are mad that on a Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. in between Christmas and New Year's, we have a football game to watch. Don't watch it then, whiners. That's what I say. 
Uh, Amen. <laughs> hey, I'm curious your thoughts on the. I know we're all bummed about the Final Four not having Nebraska, but man, who would have expected no Big Ten teams at all? And then you got you know the ACC, no Big Ten, no Pac-12 teams. Frankly, both of them. Um, I don't know. You think it's a you think it's a good thing for this Final Four for the sport to get a bit of uh, new blood? Uh, of course, Texas is still there. They're always there, but the rest of it feels like kind of a kind of some new kids on the block with this thing. Never happened before where you didn't have either a Big Ten or a Pac-12 school in the Final Four. So that's how crazy it is. that not. But there's a huge Big Ten influence. If you go through the rosters of these teams, San Diego, their setter, last year was at Indiana. They have an outside hitter that was at Penn State. Pitt has an outside hitter that was at Penn State last year and transferred out. Obviously, Texas has a couple of former Huskers on their team. So there's Big Ten influence on pretty much every team that's at the Final Four. But I, you know, I didn't like the way they seeded it out. You in the Sweet 16 round, Jack. You had matchups of Big Ten teams. So you, yeah. You're going to eliminate one right there. They didn't have a chance to play somebody from a different conference. They had nobody. They had nobody from the league in the West Regional with Stan- the Stanford Regional. There was no Big Ten team set out there. Why not? Why yeah. did you bunch them all up in a couple of regions? So in some ways, the committee kind of did this in a way maybe to kind of keep a Big Ten team from getting into Omaha. Although Wisconsin was a one seed. And did get upset. Yeah. And I think Texas's uh, libero was from UCLA. They brought in a ton of transfers. Yeah, so they, they went and dipped yeah. in both the Big Ten and the yeah. Pac-12. Well, you know, and, right. and that brings up, guys, it'll be, uh, Greg, it'll be fascinating to see after this is all done, uh, how much John Cook thinks about relying on the transfer portal this year to bring in players. You saw Texas have success with it. Nebraska's done it with a couple of players the last, you know, two or three years. Uh, I wonder how much that starts to become the reality of volleyball, too, like it has some other sports. Well, I think he will look at it. Uh, I think right now they're up at the, uh, they're up against the cap as far as scholarship yeah, limit. So yeah. they have a five-person incoming class, which is the number one rated class in the country. So you have those five, and I think there are seven returners as it sits now. Now, that doesn't mean somebody couldn't leave the Nebraska roster between now and, and next year. But, yeah, I, heck, you, you have to look around, and, and you have to kind of poke your nose in there and see if you can make yourself better. Mm-hmm. And he will do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and he's been successful doing that in the past, maybe not as much as, as other places. Uh, well, Greg, have a good trip to Kansas City. I went down there, boy, what was it, three, four years ago when Nebraska played in that little tournament with USC and, and Texas Tech. So uh, the last time I saw a Husker game in there, Patrick Mahomes was sitting front court cheering on uh, Texas Tech there, and it didn't go too well for Nebraska. Uh, so is hopefully there, is that there anywhere near the arena to have a, a lemonade? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are. Yes, are yes. There? I will text you some very good options. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that. You. you probably know, though. Uh, our, hey, Greg, I appreciate it. Uh, have safe travels. We'll uh, we'll catch up again on uh, next Thursday, all right? Sounds good, guys. Thanks. There you go. Greg Sharp, Voice of the Big Red and Sports Nightly. We'll take a break. Wrap up the show after this on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Tomorrow morning's almost here. You know what tomorrow morning is? Request Line Friday. Childhood Christmas Songs Edition, that quintessential song that reminds you of the pinnacle years of being a child during Christmas. What were they for you? Think about it today. Text in the song, the Ringstein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400. We're going to have a great fun playlist for you tomorrow on Request Line Friday. We'll see you starting at 6. It is 9 o'clock. KLIN Lincoln. <laughs>